Hey guys, this is Chelsea with Henna for Noor, and today I am here with Mamta Rana of Matrika Henna in Garland, Texas, which is like, hello, if you guys didn't know, I'm a Texan, so she's super close to my heart. Mamta, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. All right, so hello, everybody. First off, hello, I see you back there. Um, <laughs> so actually, I started Henna in 2011, um, and then just proceeded on with it because I felt this really strange connection. And then I was like, I really like it. My first design ever was horrible, 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 horrible. And I was visiting in India and um, my cousin thought it was amazing. And then they called the neighbor and the neighbor saw, and they were like, oh my God, this is really, really good. And I was like, really? It looks like, it, look, it looks like shit to me, but. <laughs> And then with their encouragement and my own encouragement, I kind of proceeded on with it. And now it's kind of become a thing. So love. So yeah. what was what was your what was your first experience with henna? Like what's your earliest memory involving henna? Um, so <clears throat> as young girls, um, as young Hindu girls who have nothing to achieve in life except marriage. We were asked to keep a five-day fast annually, um, eating only once and eating only one kind of grain, which would either be like rice or wheat products. And we would have to eat, <clears throat> so we could have rice products once a day for five days. And then we could have like fruit and milk and other like dairy sweets, but we couldn't have like salt. We couldn't have traditional Indian cooking, which it was fun for like two or three days. But then by the fourth and fifth days, we were like, that's it. No more. Like, bring on the chocolate. I need some chocolate. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, like during that time, the girl was often seen as a little bride, a little goddess who was keeping a fast. Um, and during that time, my mom would do henna for me. Or my grandmother would do henna for me. And it wasn't like the best. You would make it. The, but like since that time, I that was my favorite part. Like I didn't care about getting dressed up. I didn't care about like keeping the fast, which really nobody really cared about keeping the fast. Um, you try eating rice products for five days. Like and then tell me how <laughs> it was not fun. Um <clears throat> None of that was fun. None of like going to other people's houses to do like a ceremony to like welcome, like bless their house or something. It was weird. It was looking back. It was weird, but it was really, really fun because we got like, we weren't supposed to cry during this time yet. Like I, I'm, I'm like a very, I was and still am like a very sensitive person and like little things would make me cry. Like today I'm just like, it's okay. Like, my sensitivity is kind of in control. <laughs> but back then, like, somebody taking my ball would make me cry. Or somebody taking my bike would make me cry. So, yeah. So, like, those little things, like, I would cry. And we would have to grow this this plant from during the five days, during the 12 days, or what, however many days we were doing it. And that, it was, it was legend had it that if you cried, then that, that plant would start to wilt. And so we would cry and our parents, my, our plants were never like straight 
because we would cry. And so, like, that was kind of instilled in me. But, like, it was that, that weird factor that, like, if those who know me know that I like mythology. Like, I like weird taboos that um, I, I have an interest in it. But none of that interests me. The only thing was henna. The only thing, like, from day one, I don't even know why. But, like, I was like, when are you going to do my henna? When are you going to do my henna? When are you going to do my Like, my mom would get so annoyed that she would finally do it for me. And I was a little kid. So I couldn't leave the pace on for more than, like, 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Like, my dad didn't like it. Nobody liked it. But, like, you know, I had henna on my hands, and I was really happy about that. So I don't know. It, it's helped me through so much more. The, just, just that's how it started, though. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know that. So I didn't know that. That, that backstory, like, oh, I love that so much. So, and it's, it makes so much, like, I don't know, because obviously I know you. I'm like, this makes so much sense. I just, I like, yeah, it's like the seed that started it all. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, so when did you start, like, when did you start actually working with Henna as a business? When was that? You said 2011. Uh, Right, so 2011 was when I actually started um, doing henna, so practicing mm. henna. Okay. And then, yeah, and then I practiced henna for, like, a few years. And then when I was in college, so like, 2000, uh, 2012 is when I, like, started actually thinking, like, well, what is henna? Like, back then I was still, like, medical field oriented. I still wanted to do that. Um, but I do remember like thinking like, what if I could turn this into something so much more? What if I was like, I could, I could sustain myself and like live by being a henna artist. And that's my profession. And it would be like this very formal, very, you know, educated presence that I would have. Um, I don't know about that, but like, that's when the seed was planted. And then I never actually really, and then. I created like my own little website or I started doing some things for money. Like when I was in college in 2015, 2016 ish, um, 2016, October, 2016 is when I actually launched my very first website, which looking back was complete trash. Like it was rubbish. But in October, 2016, I thought it was the best thing ever because I had done it myself and I had, you know, but yeah, so I don't know what exactly to say. I want to say that 2012 is when the seed was planted, like when I had the idea, but 2016 was when like I actually created a website and started going by like a formal business name. Mm. Yeah. Okay. When you started, <laughs> I just, I, I laugh about the website because I feel like all of us have that experience. Like, look, we always look back and we're like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's so true. Like there, you know, Even my Instagram's like that. Like my very like Instagram, I reluctantly started. I had like a friend who was like, "You could just do it for like business purposes," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." So I started it. Like if you go all the way down to like the very first set, the very first fifteen, it's complete trash. Like complete trash. And then you had to pass by the sticky note session part before I started using like. Uh, the background like the Instagram puzzle feed but before that like it was just a bunch of sticky note different colors and like 
like my Instagram has seen some very, very dull times. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yours and mine too. I feel like, I feel like it's a learning. <coughs> I mean, there are so many things that, man, you look back though and you do, you, it's like, oh, wow. Like that's where I came from. For, because it, when you have that hindsight, it's like back then it was like, oh yeah, I did that. And then you like, you move forward in your journey and you're like, oh, I did that. And, but then you feel that same like excitement about the things that you're doing today, you know? Right. Right. Of course. How for you, like over the course of those, those changes, how, how do you feel like you've personally been impacted by, by that journey? Like by my henna journey? Yeah. Okay. So in high school, I, well, growing up, like, I always was a people pleaser. Like, I always wanted to be there for my parents. I always wanted to be this good Indian daughter. Um, I wanted to do whatever, like, my parents wanted. That's what I wanted. That was my dream because I didn't have a dream of my own. So when my parents said, like, hey, like, we would love for you to pursue the medical field and pursue medicine and all of these things, I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. I like, I like bodies. Like, let's do it. So, like, all throughout middle school, I was medicine-focused, like, medical field-focused, health-focused. And then all throughout high school, I was also health-focused. But I wasn't getting, like, an approval from my parents. And i that's what I really wanted, like, a sense of approval from them. And I wasn't getting that. And looking back, it didn't have anything to do with them or me. Like, it was just that they were, like, so wrapped up in the stresses of their own life and how to sustain like seven people, how to feed seven people, how to get food on the table that like, like they really didn't have time. And it was, it sounds like really harsh right now, but like, no, like they really didn't have time. Like it wasn't like ill. It didn't have any ill intentions or anything behind that at all. But in that time I felt like, Oh my God, like nobody, like I have to do more. I have to like, you know, take more classes or, do AP classes or join more competitions, bring home medals, do all of this stuff so that maybe then I can get like two more ounces of their attention. So I like in middle school, I took all honors classes, all AP classes. On top of that, I was doing a medical competition called HOSA, Health Occupation Students of America is what it stands for. And then I was also, on top of that, I was also doing, like, decathlon, octathlon, pentathlon, these, like, academic competitions. And it was leveled up. So, like, I started middle school doing pentathlon, which is five subjects. And then um, ninth and tenth grade, I did octathlon, which is eight subjects, and then decathlon, which is ten subjects. So... You know, it's a lot like being a student who doesn't understand AP chemistry and then being afraid to go back down to regulars because like it'll affect your GPA and it'll affect your placement, your rank and stuff in school. So I was like this really overwhelmed, stressed out kid, like everything triggered me. Now, I didn't like pick fights with my teachers. I didn't pick fights with any of the students or anything. I wasn't violent, but I was like mentally. So like anything that would happen, like for example, I was point like point zero one percent away from achieving a free letterman jacket my junior year. And I tore myself apart. And nobody told me, like my parents never told me to go into a competition. My parents never told me to do any of that. 
But like I tore myself apart because I couldn't achieve that. And every other junior that had a letterman jacket bothered me. So in 2011, when I discovered henna, it was just like, it took me away from the reality. Like it sounds really harsh. It sounds like, you know, I'm escaping, but I needed that at that time because there was so much going on. My parents didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand why my grades were dipping. And although I had the knowing that my grades were dipping, I didn't take it the right way. I didn't take it constructively. And I didn't say it like, I didn't see it as like, oh, like, Mamcha, you need to take a step back. You need to like, you know, let go of some of this stuff. That wasn't an option for me. Dropping out from an AP class wasn't an option for me. So doing all of that, all of that pressure, it's a lot, guys. Like, I contemplated suicide so many times. Like, I almost did it. And then I was like, no, it's okay. But it was so, I was so grateful that henna was in my life because if I didn't have henna, I probably would have attempted it. Like, I didn't. I talked myself out. I was like, what? Like, you know, that whole night is a night who, that must not be named. Like, it, looking back, it's like, really? Like, I probably couldn't even have died with the method that I chose, but, <laughs> but like, I was like, really? Like that, that was just, that's just really stupid to do. Mm. So like henna with the guidance of henna, like you, that was my escape. That was my art. That was like my thing. Um, and it allowed me to like process a lot of my emotions. Needless to say, it, I failed at it a lot, but like it's, it's become one of those like cleansing moments that some people made some people exercise some people like I don't know like write in their journal I do all of those things but I also do henna and it also has become like this when I'm practicing my henna or whenever I'm doing henna for myself it's like a cleansing moment it's like a zen I'm I'm in this like I have this vision I'm like in this forest clearing there there might be a dog there because I want a dog I've always wanted a golden youtuber since I was five so anybody who wants to pay the expenses of a dog and then like just allow me to play with it and walk with it and live with it hit me up like <laughs> hit me up so there might be a dog there it's like a clear sky it's like there's a nice breeze there might be a fire if the breeze is full. i don't know like i just use my imagination and i think that's so healthy to do even as a 24 year old oh my yeah. gosh that's so look <laughs> You like just put it out there like this. <laughs> Look, it's but you know what? That's so so real. One, I didn't realize that you'd had you'd had um, issues with with thoughts of uh, of suicide. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm so glad that that wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah I'm so glad that it wasn't a thing because like the world is a better place because you're here. So I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm I'm glad for that. But I think that what you know what you're sharing is is an experience that a lot of us have of like the feeling of um, non-approval or the feeling of like not being good enough or mm -hmm. just feeling like, like I won't add up. Like I can't. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that those, those thoughts and those feelings are so universal. And I love that henna has given you a means to also cope with those in a way that's healthy and in a way that, that, that brings you joy. Right. So like, Oh, man. So I want to ask like when when you're doing henna, like when you're doing henna, is it for you is that more is it more um, an act of self-care for self? Is it wanting to share that self-care with others? Like what motivates you to get up and do henna in the morning? So it's a it's a it's a transitioning now. Like it used to be 
that like whenever I was doing henna on anything, because I used to do it on bottles and candles, just for this, like I was just experimenting on myself even. But in the beginning, it was an act of self-care. Now it's an act of service, right? Um, in the beginning, when it was an act of self-care, I wanted it to be an act of service, but it wasn't the right time because I needed to heal portions of myself and be in order to like put healing energy out there in order for the people that I serve. And I learned that very later, like very recently <clears throat> is when I learned that because I was just, I was like, yeah, I can do henna for you. And it was more of a transaction. Like that's, that's how it was now. Like my point of view is more holistic. Now it's the energy. Now, like I do weird things to my henna pace that, you know, I'm still a little reluctant on sharing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do weird things, right? So <laughs> anyway, it's more of a transition. Before it was self-care. Now it's self-care sometimes, like whenever I'm doing henna for myself or whenever I'm practicing, but it's more of an act of service now. Mm, that's so good. Oh, that's so, like, that's so rich. I love it. You know, yeah, like, because I, I do, I feel like, I love what you said about like recognizing that it wasn't the right time because we do like, sometimes we, we have the best intentions, but it's just not, it's just not there. It's not the right time. And I think that it's so healthy. And I think that it's so beautiful that you also have come to a place where you're like, okay, I can acknowledge this is the time for me. This is the time for them. And both in both cases, it's right. Like there's not a time where it's wrong. You make right. sense. Right. How how do you how do you feel like you balance the the perhaps the expectation now of being of service to someone else? Um, do is that something like is that something that is it a heavy burden for you or does it come very naturally to you now now that you feel like you're in that different headspace? Um. <clears throat> so I I don't I think it's very balanced actually I think. Like it's it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. So whenever I'm practicing or I'm doing henna for myself, I'm in a different zen than when I'm doing henna for somebody else, right? Like at that point, there's there's no sense of burden anywhere because you're offering something. So like whenever I'm doing henna for for somebody else, it's like I'm talking to a friend. So like I'm communicating in that way. Whereas whenever I'm doing henna for myself or I'm practicing my daily, it's it's for my it's for my mind. It's a cleansing for my mind. So it's it's a time for me. Like sometimes I'll practice in the morning, but usually I'm off on my walk in the morning, and then I have other things that I need to do. So a lot of my practicing happens like in the noontime or in the evening, and it's just a good like um, it just puts you back into your. In, into your mindset like if you if, if my mind has been like skewed by because I live at home and my parents are still kind of like I don't know like I don't think you can make us I don't think you can make a living out of henna like you know like I, I you know it's great for your mentor that she's been able to do that and thumbs up for her but like I don't know if you're going to be able to do that so like it instills doubt in me I'm listening to my parents <clears throat> but whenever I'm doing henna for myself practicing um, it, it allows me to like put my mind back into like whatever I'm doing and it helps put me back on my path that and listening to motivational videos on YouTube. <laughs> Which is like, also, this is like, oh my God, I love it. I love it. So t 
talk to me a little bit about your your journey because you mentioned that you it started off your when you were talking about you know serving people and doing henna for others it started off as being very transactional and now it it feels different and it looks different can you talk to me about and share just like what what that change looked like when that shift happened what what was the catalyst so <clears throat> henna like at first i really wanted to just make money I really, really wanted to just make money. And um, in 2017, I was going to make a move, and that move didn't happen. Um, just just personal things that happened, it just didn't happen. And it left me heartbroken. It, it was so upset by it. So, like, it was just, it was like, you, that should not happen to anybody. But... During that time, I got very upset. Like I was very scared. I was like, my entire my entire foundation was like cracked. Um, and I didn't. I was very afraid to pick up like the henna cone because I was like, what if henna goes out of my life one day? Like what? If, like because I am like in a sense depended on henna, but I'm also not like. I, I am, but I'm not. Like, that's my go-to friend to go to, like, whenever I have something deep to, like, unpack or whatever. But what if in one case, like, henna was, like, gone from my life? And that, like, really shocked me. So I was like, okay, like, at this point, like, whenever you've been wrong, whenever you've been fast up, whenever, like, your foundation is cracked, you're, you're automatically kind of, like timid like hesitant on on trusting anyone and anything like it's just automatic like you, you just have all like glass not even glass they're like concrete walls you're just like don't look at me don't talk to me I don't care I don't care I don't care and so it was I was in that headspace <clears throat> before this whole like shift happened before this whole foundation crack happened I um really just wanted to make money out of henna like i didn't see it holistically i didn't really care like i enjoyed doing it it made me feel good but i wanted somebody to pay me to do it for them that was the only reason there was no like there's no nothing else behind it and then like i reached a point in my life like so let's say six months later so six months into the new year um I reached out to Chelsea and I was like, listen, I'm going through some shit right now. And I know you're going through some things too. And this may not seem like, you know, this may not seem like an ounce of what you're going through, but I'm going through this and I need to get some things off my chest. And I felt like it's okay if you don't respond to this, but like, I need to, I need to talk to you. I explained her the whole situation and she responded back to me. Uh, and she like, basically what I took away from that conversation was you cannot serve anybody, anything until your cup is overflowing. Like the cup that's there, if there's a teacup and there's a cup on top, that whole cup needs to be overflowing. That cup is yours. Whatever's in the tea, like whatever's in the tea plate, that is for everybody else. Until your cup is not like overflowing, you can't share. Right, you there. It's just not going to happen. So it's important for you to take the time to fill your cup, whether that's nourishment, whether that's I don't know, like care, whether like because you know people say your care cup is empty. Whether that's care, whether that's forgiveness, whatever it may be, you have to fill that. And that has like kind of that was a catalyst. That was a shifting point in in my like those 
those exact words is what like kind of reboosted my system. That was what like told me like, hey, like whatever we've been doing hasn't hasn't been going well. Maybe we need to dig deeper. Like, okay, we want to do henna, but let's dig deeper. How can we do it in a better way? And then like I started following Chelsea more. I've known Chelsea for quite some time now, but that's when I started following her even closer than I had already been. Cause like I, she was out there and I was like, I see you ma'am and I love you, but I'm also going to do my own thing. And then I saw that she was helping others with Hennapreneur and that's how I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that, that that was like the turning point for you. I remember that message. I remember that message. And I remember like, I remember just in reading your words, like feeling your heartbreak. Like I, I just, yeah, I just remember feeling that. And I don't even think that at the time, I didn't even think that you gave me all the details. I think I came to lo- know them later, mm-hmm. but I just remember feeling like this, this, I'm going to say desperation in you. Like what happens next? And I remember just feeling like this girl needs to just like, yeah, no, I, I did. I was just like, this girl, she needs to just be able to like love on herself. Like I just felt so, so deeply that there was something that was missing that you, you hadn't been able to, to feed yourself. And I was like, I just have to tell you, you know, and share it with you that, yeah, like you have to, you have to feed yourself first before you can do anything for others. But I had no idea that that was a catalyst for you. That's no, it was because, yeah, because, um, point like before then I was constantly harping on myself. Like I was always talking bad about myself to myself, like putting myself down. And on top of that, like I had an environment like, you know, like Indian parents are very concerned for you, but Indian parents also have no boundaries. And they don't know, like, what not to say. Like, they know everything about what not to say. And they will say it. So, <laughs> so like, I had this, like, very critical environment around me. Very, like, I was very critical of myself. So my soul was so sad. It was just like, oh, like, I can't even do henna right. Like, I can't even do, I can't even move out on my own. I can't even do this. I can't even do, there's so much I can't. And when I had, when I realized that I hadn't touched henna for six months, it was coming on six months. I was like, Oh, now my muscle memory is gone. Now I can't even like, you know, draw a straight line with it. Now I can't even do this. So that's what like really encouraged me to like reach out to someone because when, when you, when you know that you're down there, like when you know that you're at rock bottom and you know that like for your soul, like, you'll live you can live your entire life but for your soul it's like life or death you you become very desperate so I was reaching out to my cousin I was reaching out to Chelsea I was reaching out to to a lot of people and for me at that time that was a lot like I never asked people for help like it was never like I'd never do it like 2017 March I was a completely different person in a completely different headspace. I'm so glad. Like now I'm becoming more and more of what I wanted to be in when I was like six. So that's, that's, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's so great. Like for me and for like my kid inside, that is amazing to hear. Like I got so excited. Like my inner kid was like, yes. (laughs) 
Oh my God. I love that so much. Like those are the wins that are, those are priceless. Those are priceless. Yeah. So I know like for you, you know, you've mentioned henna being, being cleansing and even like as, as you've made that shift into how you serve people, you have that like cleansing vibe about it. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there to, to be of service, to take, to take something perhaps heavy for you when you came to the appointment and you leave in a different state of mind, you leave in a different place, right? Emotionally mm-hmm. speaking it for you in your, in your business, is that like, is that a huge part of your brand? Like where, what is the, what is the foundation of your brand today? So um, for those years, so like all throughout middle school and all throughout high school, even part of college when I was studying design, um, I I felt very like malnourished. Like I didn't feel like I had anybody that I could rely on to speak to about my feelings. And I was very strong externally, in my opinion. I was very good at like sort of I don't know, hiding my emotions, hiding my fears, hiding all of this stuff from from people that I cared about, from other, anybody in general. Like if you, you know, like I was, I was just like this. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like it wasn't whole, and it wasn't like living. It was just like I was becoming more and more dull, more and more dead by the day. Like something, something was off. So. If we fast forward to 2017, when I realized that I needed to make a change, I was just so like, I, I took into account, I wrote it down somewhere. I was like, okay, who do I need to be so that I could be something or someone to somebody that need, that I needed? So I just wanted to be what I needed when I was going through all of that. So I wanted... That's the majority of the brand. It's nourishing your soul. And that's that nourishment, that actual, like, that wholeness. That's that's nourishing yourself. That's nourishing your soul. And that is what I offer more than anything, like, in my brand. <clears throat> I love that so much. Yeah. Just oh. nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, because I, I agree. I feel like, for me, right, I feel like when I sit down with clients, the henna is like, that's the after the fact, like the, the henna is like the means to the end, Yeah. but the exchange that's there, that's where, that's what makes our, our encounter valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like your focus on nourishment from the emotional standpoint, the spiritual standpoint, the physical standpoint, like all of those things combined and you're saying, Hey, like here we can do henna and that's, that's great, but that's not all you get. That's incredible. like it's fun no it really is it's that's phenomenal so like how long was your you said from 2017 until now so was was all of that time spent in like defining this is what I want to offer or did you have like a moment where you some like a light bulb moment where you're like that's it like that's that's the golden ticket that's where I need to make this change um so I always knew that there was something off back when I was like in, in a different headspace and this like negative pessimistic headspace. There was something that like, I I'm telling you guys, like I have loose screws in my brain. So those loose screws, it's very obvious that like those, those loose screws are what saved me 
I would always find myself in Pinterest looking up inspirational, motivational, like what have you, like goddess quotes. And I would write them down. That was like my thing. That was like my sanity. <clears throat> when I would write those down, I, I had this like, I don't know. I think I was feeding myself that nourishment at the same time. It just wasn't in the same capacity as what I would wanted it to be. But it, it was, it was just so like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it to you. Um, that went, I went off on a tangent, but like, <laughs> it was, it was so weird. Like how, how, it's just like I, I always say that it's this unexpected force, un unspoken force. Like if you believe in God, it's God. If you believe in spirit, it's spirit. If you believe in the universe, it's universe. So this this force was kind of like guiding me through this, pulling me almost like by the leg, like you are gonna get out of this cave. Like I don't care, but you're gonna do it. So it was almost secondary nature. That's how I did did that. But after after coming out of it after after all of that stuff i was just like okay so i'm over here i'm extremely independent i almost like killed whatever like soul i had like i was not living i was just passing through life how can i get this 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 discovery that i've made this kind of i don't know this revelation that i've made for myself how can i help other women of similar backgrounds who are going through similar things who have achieved a lot in their lives, but feel like they haven't achieved anything. How can I make them see who they really are in my eyes? And how, like, you know, how can I take that, that negative filter off of their eyes, of their mindset and like help them grow even more so they can become who they were meant to be. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's real life. No, that's real life. I, I, no, it, you know what it is, but I feel like um, those of us who would self-describe as like being high achieving, right? Mm -hmm. Those high achieving women, uh, those people who are very ambitious. Um, we're also the type of people who tend not to give ourselves the most credit and who look back and we're like, yeah, I did that, but, and we immediately discount whatever success we've had. And it's like, it didn't exist at all. So for you to to see that and be like, you know what, that's been my challenge. That's been my struggle. I know that struggle and I want to help other people get through it. Like, I I love that because it, it, it breathes, yeah, it breathes, it breathes um authenticity into your into your business and into your brand and into the service that you're offering people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that's I mean, that's invaluable, you know? Um so talk to me about like business today. So you made this, this, this change, uh, this shift in, um, you know, in, in the way that you started versus the way that you're choosing to serve people now. And I love that shift. I think that it's like phenomenal. Have you found that your business also has changed? Like has your business model had, had to change at all in that process? So when I was, uh, so I didn't have a business model. This is my very first business model looking at my business in terms of a business um, and not just like serving clients, not just even holistically. It's not even about that. This is my first go around being, being a business owner, looking at things with a business mind, um, looking at numbers. It, it's, it's refreshing. 
it's also like it adds a challenge element to it because I can do henna. Anybody can do henna. Anybody can learn. There's tons of YouTube videos out there. That's how I learned henna. Like my very first teacher was on YouTube and what watching time lapse videos. But anybody can learn the art. Anybody can do whatever it is. What I needed to do was make it sustainable. How am I going to pay my light? How am I going to put bread on the table? How you know am I going to pay rent? That all of that stuff, all of those numbers. I am learning right now in Hennepreneur. So. <laughs> well, I'm happy about that. I'm happy it's okay. You can just Venmo me the money. It's okay. <laughs> also there. No, like, no, I love it. I love it. So did you find like, man, was it, how did you feel? Let me ask you that. How did, how did you feel coming from, I think I have a business to that wasn't a business this is a business like was that transition heavy for you was it was it something like what were your emotions in the process of discovering that and um, what were your emotions like as you started to make that shift so it was it was difficult at at first but i was already at rock bottom when i made that realization and i was just like it can't get any more worse like i've you know i paid for my website which was roughly $25, $30 for two years. And I didn't get any traffic coming in. So that much money was wasted, right? If you look at it in terms of business, like my dad's a very practical, analytical, very business-minded person. He doesn't like let emotions into his business and stuff. Um, so like, I also have that element in there. Of course, I didn't tell my parents that I was spending $25 a month on some business. Uh, <laughs> you know, on some website, um, and that wasn't even generating traffic. I was getting no comeback on it, so that was very difficult. But like, I'm that whole catalyst moment, that whole like talking to Chelsea, like just reaching out, um, reaching out to my cousin, reaching out to Chelsea, reaching out to like some some close friends, um, reading Tumblr quotes. <laughs> all of that kind of just like prepared my mind it refocused like i'm telling you it refocused my mindset it was like okay this is this is what's happened and at least you tried this is not considered considered a failure it's just that's just not how you do it that's like that's not done like that so now that you're serious about it now that you realize that you are like, cause I had, I took henna for granted for, for a while, like, because I was focused on some other things. And then whenever those things didn't turn out, I was back to henna and I was like, Oh my God, what did I lose? All of these things. Like it was, it was a whole like petty thing that I did with henna. Like it was now I felt indebted to henna. And like, I had this realization that like, you know, it's been there. It's healed you. It's your duty to heal other people. It's your duty to like use this as a medium. This has been given to you. It's been blessed upon you. It's been gifted to you for this reason. So yes, it was very emotional, very overwhelming, very drastic. But at the same time, it was a huge learning moment for it. Like two things could have happened. I could have been, I could have thrown my hands up and been like, okay, well, I'm going to go work a nine to five job for the rest of my life, get married, have kids, and my life will be over. Like I could have done that but I chose not to do it. And it's a, it's a choice every single day. When you're first starting out, when you're like going through, it's a, it's a mindset. Like you have to reposition, refocus, recalibrate your mind 
every single day. Otherwise, you can fall off the path so fast. It's not even funny. Like, <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's, it's, it's powerful what you just said about, you know, I, I've been given this gift, like this henna was gifted to me and it's a blessing to me. And it's my duty to give that to other people. Like talk about having a reason to be in business. Like that is the type of motivation that everybody needs. (laughs) Yeah. Like it should be so deeply rooted in you that you're like, no, I don't have a choice. This is the thing that I'm here to do. This is the thing that that the universe is calling me to, and this is the thing that the world needs from me. And who am I to say no? So I love that. Have you found motivation when you come into like places where you're like, this is a rough ride because entrepreneurship is hard, right? Like just keeping it real. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard freaking work. So is you, is there an affirmation that you use or like, what is it that you use to kind of bring yourself back to that, that place of recalibration that you mentioned? So it was very rough starting out. Like in the beginning, my first few months was like just in general, like after after March, like the first few months after my whole new journey, the second chapter of my journey started, it was it was a lot of hit and miss. Like some days I would feel like on top of the world and I felt like I could um, be a business owner and I felt like an entrepreneur and, and I was doing the things and it was all great. And then other days I would see other artists who seemed like they were making money. It seemed to me on social media that it that they were making money. It seemed to me that like they were better off than I was. And it also seemed to me, it felt like I was putting in so much work, so much effort. So so I was doing all the things, but somehow they were getting the money. So during that time, and I, I I knew that that was not like the right way to think about business. That was not gonna be like my reason because my reason so much deeper for doing what I do. I I was not going to let like a petty in comparison. I find that very petty. Like everybody has faults, but like that's very that's a very petty thing to do. Is whenever like you feel a certain way about something so important to you based on what somebody else is doing and how they're succeeding in the same thing that you do. So <clears throat> I, I knew that there needed to be like a, a shift, some kind of shift. So I spoke to Chelsea again. I was like, hey, I feel this way. And I know this isn't the way I should be feeling, but I feel this way. And I'm not happy about it. I'm not like, you know, putting it on a pedestal or anything, but I feel this way and it's valid. And like, I don't want to feel this way. How do I not feel this way? And she was like, well, first of all, I'm glad that you said that your feelings are valid and they are valid feelings. But second of all, we have a business to run, right? Like this is too little of a problem for us, for you to like not move forward from. So, but it's also, it's kind of like a needle in a haystack. Like if it, if that needle hits you in the right spot, like it could be the most painful thing ever. So we worked through it. Like it was it it wasn't easy, but she also said like everything that you see on social media isn't always factual. Like it's not happening right then. It's not real time, you know. Like also, just keep your eyes on your own paper. Like it was a it was a huge <laughs> like, now you're eyes on your own paper. Just work. <laughs> Why does it matter what they're doing? It doesn't matter if they're making two dollars or fifty dollars. Like just focus on your paper and do the work. 
You sound like that. <laughs> Keep your eyes on your own paper, Bob. Do the work. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, all in all, like it was, it was, it became a daily practice, right? Like we, we, at first she was like, write down your intentions, write down your affirmations, all of the things like to make yourself feel confident at first. It was like that. And now I think like it's, it's, it's a little bit of like, at first, like whenever you're, you start on a, on, on a journey, on a business journey, like you feel entitled to certain successes and certain like, you feel that just because you're doing all the things and all the work and all of the like puzzle feeds and all of the lives and all of the whatever that people will just start running to you. And, and that like ego is something that I had to work with internally. Like no, no amount of what Chelsea would have told me at that time could have affected my ego more. Like, or less like it, she could only say so much like it's at the end of the day it still bothered me like we could talk about it during our sessions we could talk about it like over text or whatever but like all in all it was it was up to me so dealing with that ego dealing with the fact that nobody owes me shit nobody like I don't I don't you know like the money that I charge like it's it's not owed to me like I don't there's no guarantee I still have a lot of proving to do like I've only been doing this for how long three months like at the time it was three months. I was like, Chelsea, it's only been three months, but I'm not making any money. And the person next to me is making so much money. Why is it like that? And <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you look at it, like when I look back, even, even that many months ago, I was just like, that person next to me has been in the industry for longer than I have. That person has been putting in the effort longer than I have. That person has been through the three months, the four months, the six months with no business. You know, like everybody's on a different scale here and I am no one to copy or compare myself to anybody but myself, but my person like from who I was yesterday. So it was like a huge humbling moment. It was, it was just like, yeah, just because like Henna has done a lot for you and you feel indebted to like giving back doesn't mean that is going to come immediately to you like that. You haven't done any of the work you haven't, you know, just because you've had this huge realization, realization, revelation, discovery about yourself and about your purpose doesn't mean shit to the person next to you. So calm down, take a seat, like take a sip of water. <laughs> Look, you're like, you're going in right now, but it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like I, you know, when we come in, when we first start our businesses, we do, we're like, oh, but I'm doing all the things. Like I'm putting the work in and I'm on social and I'm writing the emails and I'm, I've built this website and why aren't your eyes on it yet? You know what I mean? And, but it's, we have to, I think entrepreneurship has a way of humbling us and it has a way of showing us those things about ourselves that, that can improve, right? That we can improve upon. And I think that piece of, of, of patience, that piece of, uh, that piece of uh, persistence, uh, resilience, that's only built on the journey. And so if you're not willing to take the journey, you won't gain those values. And if you don't gain those values, you will not succeed. So I remember, like, I remember, <laughs> I remember that, that time you're like, <sighs> I remember your face on the call. You're just like, 
<laughs> so it's been three months and I'm like, it's been three months, like one, two, three months. Like, what do you want from me? What do you want from you? Like, and, but now I look and I see there's been so much incredible change in you and in how you, how you treat your business, how you deal with it, how you, I don't know, just how you perceive it. Um, and I love it. And I feel like it's so much more healthy now. And I feel like it's so much more realistic. And also I feel like it's so much more poised for success because you understand the hustle and the grind that goes into it, which makes that, that reward at the end that much sweeter, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge like mindset that you have to adapt and you have to, you just have to go through it. Like I, you have to grow through it. You can't even go through it. You have to grow through that. And it doesn't matter how much I or Chelsea or anybody else tells anybody, like if that's something that you pursue, it doesn't matter. Like, the only thing that matters is you going through it, you learning the lessons as you go through it. Like there's no that textbook definitions. There's no like six step thing to like being more resilient or more person, like, you know, to, to gain those skills. That's just something that you have to continue doing every single day. And I still get those moments. I still like, you know, catch my, now I catch myself before. Like I would be like, you know, six weeks deep in their Instagrams. And then like, they're making money and like I'm not making money why is it like that mm-hmm. just just take a seat do the 10 step do the 10 seconds like deep breaths do the whole <laughs> do the whole thing like calm down they've been working at it three years you've only been working three months like you can't even finalize a relationship in three months like calm down (laughs) yeah yeah so let's shift gears a little bit because you 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 did you went through like this this huge journey this huge growth as a business person as a henna artist and you mentioned that you 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 had started you said three months ago so something changed recently in your business what was that so (laughs) this is another like one of those extreme like terms of your life that like you're just like really like you could have just told me but anyway uh what had happened was um I was gonna go on a trip to Atlanta with a friend and I was so excited so excited like come down to like a week before and my friend's like hey do you want to go out for pho and I'm like yes I love pho by the way pho date anyone like hit me up like I'm telling let's go um But anyway, like I'm, I'm like yes, I'm so stoked. Like I leave work 15 minutes early, or like my usual time. I leave work, I'm like driving in my car. It's a two lane road. Like somebody is trying to make a left turn. There's another car in front of me. I stop. Everything's good. Beautiful day. I turn on my Bollywood music, and bam, <laughs> and bam, like somebody slams into me, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? So that person slams into me pushes my car into the car in front of that car and then that car into the front of the into the car in front of that one. And it's like a four person car like crash. And I'm like, oh, I, I really liked my cam- Camry. Like it, it was it was good. But like there is no way in the hell I'm gonna go home tonight because or to the fun place. I've never been so insulted in my life by the universe. I'm just like, I wanted fun. Like, I don't even care about the car. You could have taken my job. 
I wanted pho today. Like, excuse you. But, you know, I call my friend up. She drives. She comes, picks me up and all that stuff. But long story, longer, shorty, shorter. Um, I ended up having to quit my job because I got, like, a back injury and I couldn't, like, lift the things at work. Um, and that was half of my job. I missed a lot. And I had worked years anyway. But, um, yeah, I had worked here three years anyway. But my, like, my parents kind of pushed me. They're like, you worked here three years. No pay raise. No, like, growth opportunities. No, like, extended responsibilities. None of that. Like, you don't need to be there anymore. I'm like, but I, I like being there. So I had to, like, quit. Um, and when I quit, I felt horrible that day. Like, I felt so bad. But there, I also felt like a sense of peace. Like coming home that day, I had never felt so much peace in my entire life. It, it was like a strange sense of like everything's gonna, everything from this point forward is going up. Like yes, we're gonna have downs, and yes, all of the dips and all of the things, but like, like you're going on your path. Like there, you've taken a step on your path because. That job was not only, it was draining. It really was. Like I was, I was very happy there, but it was draining me. Like energetically it was. And like, I wasn't able to put in the work, the kind of necessary work that I needed to into my business. So it's just like kind of God's way of, or the universe's way of what have you way of like pushing me out of that. Like, this is going to hurt a little bit, but like, you don't need to be here anymore. So like that happened. <clears throat> that was like the main thing. And then I I didn't have a job at that point anymore. Like I felt like I didn't have a job, but in reality I did. But like that whole week was very rough on me. I felt very like, I felt like I betrayed everybody at work. And I felt like it was, it was just like this whole thing. And then this was like, my dad comes into my room like a week later and he's like, hey, like, I get that you don't have a job or anything, but, like, instead of wallowing in, in, in this, like, how about you focus on something else? Like, how about you focus on maybe you can go back to school and or maybe you can go back, like, maybe you can, I'll pay for your gym membership. Maybe you can go to the gym and or maybe you can, like, you know, how about you do anything? Basically, what he was trying to say was, how about you do anything but henna? Like anything, like go be a lawnmower and I'll be happy, but like, don't do heaven. And, but, but I, I took, like, I dissected that and took the bits and pieces that I wanted. It's kind of like eating fried chicken. Like you take whatever you want and let the bones go. <laughs> so I was just like, hmm, you do have a point. Instead of wallowing, how about I clear up? Like, cause it was still constantly, like, my mindset was still like teetering at the, up until that point. So I was like, okay well, how, let's come up with a morning routine. And I came up with this morning routine. I, I got up early. I go to, uh, I go for a walk and I go to like my neighborhood golf course, river, like man-made river thing. And I go there and I stand there for a good 30 seconds. Like I walk there and then I stand there for a good 30 seconds and just look at the water every single day. I've done it now for a good few months. No a good 30 days, <laughs> not a few months, a good 30 days. <laughs> I've done it now. And every single day, 
the water looks different. Every single day, the amount of flow is different. If it rains, there's so much more. I've been there when it's raining. I've been there when it's pouring. I've been, And just looking, taking inspiration from that water, like it doesn't matter. Even if it's trickling, it's still going. It's still flowing. And that whole, it, it just puts me back. It centers me. It takes me like, okay, if the water can do it, so can you. And water is such like it nourishes, but it also destroys. Like it's it can it can provide for you, but it can also like drown you. It's it's everything. Like do not underestimate water. Ever. Ever. So like it can it can like make a whole boat float, but it can also sink the Titanic. Like you don't know, right? It takes on some so like looking at something so powerful like that. And listening to motivational videos, like that stuff, that whole, like, I just feed myself the kind of nourishment that I need. And then I go about my day. And then as like the day goes on, like, I may feel like a little more, um, like, like I need more nourishment, but I make sure to every single day recalibrate my mind and go like, even if I'm not feeling great, or even if it's raining, like, I don't use that as an excuse anymore to not go for my morning walk, because that the water is one thing, but that walk, that walk, that 30 minute walk is so essential. It's so like, it may not do anything for my health, it may not do anything for like my, like body, <clears throat> I may not lose weight, but like for my mind, it is so essential my daily walk. I went this just this past weekend. I went to a graduation in Amarillo and I was unable to go for my daily walk. I got sick. Like I have a thing in my throat now and I'm just like what? Like this has only been going on for 3 days and I go for my walk every like you know like 3 months ago like I would have been fine going on a road trip but now like just because I didn't go for a walk for 2 days like so like I'm just telling you, if you don't, just try and implement like a daily walk, a 15 minute walk. I know, I know, I swore to myself that I wasn't going to be one of those people. I swore to myself. I always say that. (laughs) I'm never going to be one of those people, but here I am, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it takes, even if it's like a minute walk, just, just do it. Just, Just trust me. Take the Nike, buy the shoes, just do it. That's that's the best piece of advice. Like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you, this happens at work. You lose, you leave, not lose your job, leave your job. Yeah. And lose, leave, well, depending on how Same you thing. circumstance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, it's unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a choice. I'm, you know, I can sit here or I can focus on what I what I want. And Mm -hmm. I saw you make that choice, like, and watching you make that choice was amazing. So (laughs) you, you make this choice and you decide to invest yourself fully into your business and just dedicate Mm -hmm. yourself to your business. And I feel like about 30 seconds later, the universe said, Hey, Mansa, I like what you're doing over there and threw you a freaking bone. Like, can you tell the audience about that, about what that was like? Oh, that was so funny. So, right, like literally what Chelsea said, and Chelsea knows because I was like, listen, this whole thing is going on. I messaged her again. I love my messages with Chelsea. That should be a book one day. Like they should be memes or something. 
like <laughs> I was like, listen, so this is going on and like I don't know what I should do. My job, my current job, is not supporting me in any way. Like, I mean, I get money from it, that's about it, and it's funding my business. That's the only reason I'm there. That's the only reason why I sit at the desk for from nine to five. <clears throat> and she sent me a message back. And at the time, I thought it was very vague and I thought like she was being very diplomatic. But then I looked back at it and I was like, this this girl is really subtly telling me to quit that job, but she doesn't want to be blamed for it if something goes wrong. <laughs> she's really telling me to, she's, she's really telling me to quit my job right now and she's like this job isn't charming you in any way but i'm not gonna be the one to tell you that like you do you <laughs> i'm just validating the fact that like maybe you should quit your job so i quit my job uh my dad i had my talk with my dad or maybe like right around the same time and or yeah, and I start this like whole new like this journey as an as like a hardcore entrepreneur. And like at the same time, like needless to say, like I was still looking for part time jobs because I was still applying to them because I still have to figure out a way to fund my business. Um, so I was doing these things, you know, all these things, and out of the blue, I get this email, and it was from Voyage Dallas Magazine, and they're like, hey, like. You know, we really like this picture of you, which was like really, it was a Snapchat picture. I, of all of the pictures that I have out there, they found this particular one. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't trust them fully either. I thought it was one of those fan mails. And I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. But long story short, they're like, hey, we'd like to like put you in one of our highlight pictures, um, highlight, highlight series about emerging entrepreneurs. And it's free, and we'd love to do this. We just like your consent. And I was like, okay, like that's that's really weird. That's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you, but like at this moment, at this like, I I don't know if I can trust myself. And I feel really crazy today. So I was like, okay, like you know, here I you have my consent. This is great. And so they asked me one question, and Chelsea knows this so well. And I like those that are close to me like know it really well too. And I'm pretty sure you probably would have gauged by now, like how I am. I can never, ever just give like a short answer. It, it's just not possible. Like I, I don't have it in me. Like it's it's not gonna happen. Like I don't know yes or yes or no. Like I'll be like yes, that looks great on you. And the colors, I love the colors, and I love this. Instead of just being like yes, or like. Even if it's no, I'm like, no, that doesn't look good on you because like this, 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 and it will be an entire research paper. But like they asked me one question and I answered that question. It, it was really long and I still like laugh at myself because all of the other people answering those questions, they had like a maximum of five lines. Mine is like 15 lines. <laughs> And I sent him, I sent all of that information. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like, take it or leave it, whatever. Like, why should I not? Um, but they put it all out there. All, like, everything. They didn't, like, edit it or anything. And then they reached out to me later on again. And they're like, hey, like, we, we really like, like, you know, we'd like to do an in-depth interview with you. 
Like we'd we'd like to you know, <laughs> we'd like to do an in-depth like for our trailblazer series. And I was like, really? Like I don't even know what a trailblazer is. I had to Google that. I was like, um, <laughs> uh, like, are you sure? Like guys. I've never blazed a trail before. Yeah, like also like I'm unemployed and like I have no sense, like no like income like no status like there's no what are you did you have a couple too many to drink like did are you being for like is somebody is chelsea holding you like holding a gun at your head like like <laughs> like is she is she like forcing you into this but uh i'm like okay yeah sure why not and so it was like a done deal and they sent me their questions. I was like, guys, see, like, I also judge their questions. <laughs> I just say, like, really? You're going to ask me those questions? Like, do you not have better questions to ask me? Like, I don't like to or this one, too. Anyway, I need to, it was a whole thing. Like, <laughs> I judged that thing so hard. But, like, I kept it to myself. I didn't tell anybody else. But now that everybody knows. Anyway. If you want to read the article, it's out there. It's on Voyage Dallas, uh, Voyage Dallas's magazine website, and it was just—I was just like, really? Like you, you? It's still something that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Like I'm still like the kind of exposure that the business has earned, in my opinion. Not just me. Like it's the business that has earned that. I have just done the work. That's that's all I've done. So I can't even take credit. Like Matrica as as a whole, that's that's that brand that the brand has earned is so it's just something else. Like I'm still I was like so I I you know I went through this process, like <clears throat> I thought about rebranding, I rebranded, um all, all I did all the things, I get it, like Matrica has become this this thing. I chose Matrica. Like, it's becoming something. But, like, really? Like, I just thought that I would just, like, do the work and, like, make my money quietly. Like, it's a local thing. Like, now I'm getting local exposure. I must be doing something, right? Like. <laughs> I guess you are. You're killing it. Like, you're absolutely killing it. So, you mentioned the rebrand. The audience doesn't know. How long have you been, how long has your new brand been up and running? Um, Let's see. It's probably been about a month. About oh, no, 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 my new brand. I, th I thought you were talking about the article. <laughs> the article, so, the, the article, well, our timelines are, the article came out just before you finalized and made official. Right. So it was probably a week or two before the first highlight came out. Yeah. Um, actually, in reality, nobody really knows this except Chelsea, but the brand launch, like Matrica wasn't even supposed to launch. Like we're not even supposed to be having this conversation. It was actually supposed to launch. Like the date of launch was June 10th. So the launch was coming up. Um, and it just so happened that these guys are like, Hey, we'd like to feature you at that time. It was like my old business name, creative studio, henna, um, which I wasn't too fond of. Like I, 2016, I was really fond of that, but now I wasn't, it was just very generic. Um, we'd love to feature you and I was like oh okay and then I reached out to Chelsea and I was like hey <laughs> hey um 
that I have this like thing that happened and they want to feature me and like before I could even say anything else she was like oh my god they want to feature you that's so great I was like yeah that's great but like I have creative studio henna up there not Natrika henna up there so like how do I gauge that and she's like well you could do it a number of ways you can we went through the options she's like or you could just tell your people like hey this was supposed to come up but now like now that this happened like i would I, this is this is what's going to happen um there were these changes coming up and we decided to launch the brand early so we ended up launching it almost it was so like the beginning of april so almost 2 months in advance and we could we could do it. It wasn't like we couldn't do it. But I didn't like. I was working on the website. Chelsea helped me. Like she helped me position it and everything. The business plan was as done as it was gonna get because well, that's that's rough, Chelsea. That's rough. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> that business plan though. Like <laughs> it's real work. It's real yes. work. It's but so you know dry. what? All of it. So like your brand. I I. I I ask I ask you this question because you know you rebranded and yeah your your new brand is all of it's two months old and immediately yeah. you came out the gate swinging because the the yeah. the content that you'd started creating prior to launching the brand mm-hmm. that was meant to be a transition was powerful yeah. enough to gain you local attention which is like hello like that's phenomenal and I I. I want to highlight this, and I don't know if this is something that you've thought of this in this way, but I'm going to say it to you in this way. You put all of that work in, right? You did all of this front-loading work with what seemed to be no return. Yeah. And then you literally, a switch happened. You have to leave your job, and next thing you know, it's like, here's a success. Here's a success here's the success. And it's like, things were just in alignment. How do you feel now when you look back? Like, how do you feel about, about what you've built? And I say you, like you, you keep using the word we, we launched this brand. I'm like, no mom, you launched this brand, right? How do you feel about the work that you've done thus far? And how do you feel about the trajectory of your business moving forward? Um, that's, that's so cool. Like I didn't, I didn't think of my brand as like just being two months old and it's so refreshing to, to see it that way because for me, like on a day to day basis, it's, there's 24 hours in a day, right? Almost 86,000 seconds in a day. And to me, I feel like sometimes like numbers still get like bogged down. Like I get bogged down by numbers. And so increasing clientele, increasing all of these things, it it gets like, those are the front ends of my business. So like, that's like where I'm working. All of the achievements are great and they're, they're wonderful, but like seeing it, the way that it's going and the growth and the, like the name that Matrica has earned, I, I still think that I'm doing a service to my brand. Like I am not owned. I don't own the brand. Like the brand is there. I just work for it, right? Like I'm partner. I'm in partner with the brand. Like the the brand is its own entity. So <clears throat> it's it's so great to see that. Like there's so many like 
I, I was telling Chelsea that like <clears throat> when these when when I got those features, when I achieved those when Matrica achieved those features, I was so happy. But at the same time, I was also surrounded by those that didn't understand what a feature was. So another thing about living with like conventional parents is that they only know four four things like lawyer doctor like teacher whatever like engineer those are the four subjects that they know they don't know what entrepreneurship is they don't know like they they have entrepreneur qualities like my dad's worked at a convenience store my uncle's worked at a you know a gas station and they're making they're making money they're making bread but and they're entrepreneurs like they don't get that like they don't know what that is so whenever you're like hey I'm going to be a business owner, but I'm going to do it with henna. They're like, okay. They, they don't, right. They're like, yeah. Okay. Come back to me when like you're sober again. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> that whole achievement, although it was such a massive achievement for Matrica, it, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> I didn't see it as such a big achievement because everybody else normalized it. Everybody else was like, Oh, that's great. You know, good, good for you. So those, those achievements are there and they're very valid. They're amazing, but we didn't see it that way. And it's so good to see it that way now. Like I, I just had this revelation. Like when Chelsea said it that way, I was like, yeah, like Matrica is only two months old. Like, why was I thinking I was out here for six months doing like stuff? Like, why? Who? You know, like yeah. But you were putting all that you were working for Matrica all the way up through that time, right? There was right. So much work that you did, and you were living and breathing that transition. Yeah, and it's like okay. I find that it's almost like um, when I think about business, right? When I think about business, when I think about the way that we build our brands and the way that we, we just build the business of the world that we're beginning to run. Right. You do all of this prep work, but it's not until you put it in the public that that's day one of your business. Yeah. Like that is day one. And so for you, it's like day one was two months ago and you've come out swinging (laughs) and, and I love it, but that's, it doesn't take away from the fact that you had, five, six months on, you know, beforehand where it was identifying your ideal client and getting to know where she was and uh, what things are going to resonate with her and building your brand's voice. Like you have been in the thick of growing and laying a solid foundation for sustainability. Mm-hmm. And so when you hit day one, it only made sense that it would be in a way that was successful. Right. You know? It was, it's just so weird because like I even sit here today and I'm just like this, I never thought that I would, I would be awarded or Matrica would be awarded the kind of achievement that it has been. Like I always thought like, and it's not even from like a mediocre mindset. It's just that like, it's not time. Like it's, it's just not like the right time. Like you just started and so like achieving these things does kind of like rattle my brain just a little bit because it shakes my foundation just a little bit because this is success and the success like it's succeeding so with that success there is this like unbalanced balancing nature that like what's 
what's going to happen next like what if this is it like what if that's that's all and then like we're back on the downfall but like even if it is a downfall like it's it's a success is never straight like it it never it never goes that way you have to take like a dozen turns and then you have to take two turns and it's a whole thing but <clears throat> the direction that we're going in i'm so happy i'm so happy because like before i felt at a loss and i i would compare myself to a lot of like artists a lot of henna artists who who are doing the things who are making the money and who have who are great like they're great even today but like <clears throat> i was seeing myself at a loss because they they had the name they like you know worked for it or whatever but they had they've established a relationship with their clients they've established what whatever it is that they have established with them like the kind of relationship with coming back the loyal clients whatever so coming into it i felt very insecure in a sense because i don't know like i was just starting and they have like eight years of experience and they've been doing it for eight years they've been doing it for 10 years or 20 years whatever but i know like that constant recalibration in my mind i know that i have to do this whether i make money or i don't make money like and i i, I will make money because it's it's magic has earned that kind of respect like it's it's at that point now and it's so I, i'm so glad that i said this because <clears throat> i've had this conversation with chelsea several times like i don't know how i feel about magic and we'll get into that later but um the direction that we're headed is so I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the world to see Matrica. And I'm so excited for Matrica to exist in the world because there are so many there's so much healing that's going to happen and I'm so happy about that because I see issues in the world that nobody else sees. I feel like and I feel those issues like the the focal point of those issues that I see it's it's all in the mind and it's all in like inside there's all there's there's internal work that that we have to do and with the lifestyle that we have right now that's so go getter mentality so much like you have to just constantly be hustling and constantly be grinding <clears throat> i feel like that's going to be the downfall of a lot of us because there it reaches to burnout so much quicker and it it not only in just like business terms not only in just money making terms but in terms of like of of yourself like if you're constantly going after mo- money in a sense or going after business growth what about you like how are you going to evolve not only within but with your business Like your business evolving, it's growing, it's you know developing. But what if you become outdated? You know, like, and it sounds so harsh to say, but like, it's true. Like, you you can't be your brand. You can't be your own brand ambassador if you're not like your brand. If your brand is evolving, so should you. You have to like. I feel like everybody has to now that I'm doing it. <laughs> now that like I understand like I feel like you have to instill that kind of 
time for yourself to grow. And I really want to instill that growth, that time for themselves, that self-care, that nourishment, whatever that a person needs that is essential for them to grow and become what they're meant to be. I'm so honored to be able to offer that to somebody else, to the world who, who needs that kind of practice instilled in their life. Oh, <laughs> no, that's so like, it's so, it's so, it's so good. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what you're saying. I'm loving, I'm like drooling on every word I'm, because it, it's true. It's true there. I agree that like, there is so much um, expectation and hurry and rush and like, we we always feel like we're chasing after like not even perhaps keeping up with the joneses but like just trying to stay in the game so so hard that we fail sometimes to just take that time to recenter and recalibrate and to do for us and to and to fill our own cups and so i i love that you not only have taken on the practice and really meant it but also that you're that you're taking that and saying hey i i want to be a vessel through which you can experience this too. And henna is just, that's just what's happening to, you know, to, to, to facilitate that exchange and that growth. Yeah. So, henna is very physical. Yeah. Henna is very physical. We're, we're talking about the mind, like the mind needs to be at a certain point. Henna is just physical. It calms the body. Like we're talking, there's greater that we're looking at it and that's the mind. Yeah. Right. So shifting gears a little bit. <laughs> so shifting gears a little bit. Um, Obviously, you have invested a lot of time into building your business and like identifying your brand's message and how you want to serve people and so forth. Mm -hmm. What has been up until now, what has been the biggest investment that you made in your business um, from a financial perspective? So it would have to be like, you don't mean like the most expensive, right? You just mean like in terms of. Like, it could be, I mean, we can spend this however you, however you, however okay. you interpret it. If it's the most expensive investment or perhaps the, the investment that gave you the most return either way. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so that would have to be like that, 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 that spontaneous decision I made to like get on board with Penapreneur. Like, I'm just letting you guys know that if I hadn't done that that day, there would be no Matrica. Like... Yes, Matrica always had the potential. It would, I would still be there as creative scientist on Instagram. Like there would be no Instagram puzzle feed. There would be no like you know. At this point, like I don't even know. I'd probably be still working at the nine to five. Like if there was no, there would be no shift. And it's so it's so funny that like my life has evolved the way that it has it has evolved because from day one like 2011 like I was like I wonder if there's a school that I could go to to learn henna and then like learn to turn it into a business and I after my trip after my India trip in 2011 I came back and that's what I did like I looked on YouTube didn't see anybody on YouTube learned henna from like time-lapse videos um I like googled things and I and I saw like there was one celebrity henna artist um, who, who, I'm not going to name any artists, but like, you know, who I saw and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. But that was not available to me. Like they were in a different country. So that wasn't there. And 
I taught myself how to do henna. Like I've said before, anybody can learn henna. Like it's it's a skill. It's not a talent. And I've always said this even before. Like it's not a talent. Like you may have natural skill. Like your parents may be artists. Like you may have some muscle muscle memory here. Like you might be really good at control. That's great. But it's a skill. It's still a skill, regardless. So I like that distinction. I like that distinction yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's it's not a talent. So anyway. Like, it's a skill. I had the skill. Anybody can do that skill. But, like, I wanted something that was, like, very sustainable, very, like, foundational. There's something that I could, like, grow and then, like, give my kids the option to, like, hey, if you want to take on this, you can. If not, then it's great. Like, you know, I could, like, that's something that I want. Like, I want to grow it like that. And I have the time to do it right now. I'm not saying that you have to be 25 to to start a business you don't but that that's my that's that's where I want to go so I I have hoped and I've prayed I've done all the hoping and all the praying and all of the all everything like with God with the universe whatever like begging and whatever 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 it is whatever it took I was just like I want a mentor I want a sustainable business this is what I want. Like, I don't know how you're going to do it, but this is what I want. Right. And it's so hilarious the way that it happened. Like the the amount of analogies that I can get from my journey is like unfathomable. Like I'm pretty sure people are going to like be like this chick. I don't trust her anymore. But what had happened (laughs) was like, I was, I I don't know. (laughs) I was, look, listen, It really was like that. Like, I, because, okay, so I went to college with the intention of studying medicine. And then the the seed was, like, growing. Like, there was, like, a little sprout now. And I was, like, I want to do something that I could relate henna to. Like, I love henna so much that I want it, like, you know, I want to go to school for it, do something for it. I went to, I was, like, okay, interior design interior design and henna together and I'm like looking back I'm like how in the hell did you come up with that but I did right like even even the coordinator of our program for our two-year degree like she was like henna is more fine arts than it is design honey and I'm like okay cool sign me up like I'm gonna do interior design so I, I fought with my parents. I fought with my family. I thought, I'm going to be the best interior designer, henna artist ever. So I, you know, go to school, get my graduate's degree. By the time the two years was up, I did not want to see another speck of design in my life. Like, no. <laughs> like, I've never, ever. And then I got a job in the industry, which I was also really excited about. Yes, the universe is all there because we went on a trip to this particular showroom and I remember distinctly like while I was in college I was like I want henna on fabric I'm that's gonna be my business I'm gonna be a textile designer never took a textile design class in my life but I wanted to be a textile designer so we go to this textile showroom and I told I remember telling each and every single one of my peers and they can attest to this that I was going to be working there after like I'm gonna be working here one day like I'm good I'm gonna do it and that was like my first job out of college is is that particular showroom of course my vision was a little skewed because I ended up working for carpet sales and not textiles 
like it is technically still textiles, but not fabric like curtain sales. It was more like carpet sales, which is kind of boring. Oh well. <laughs> but like I I wanted to do like textiles, so I started creating my own patterns, doing all this stuff, and of course they were just henna designs. So and then finally when I have like my realization that this isn't gonna happen. We're not doing this because like for textiles, you need to go to education. Like you need to have like a decent education in textiles, like at least a bachelor's or something. And I was like, yeah, university is going to cost so much money and I don't want to spend my life paying student loans. Um, so I decided not to do it. Like that was, that was when Creative Studio actually stood that, that brand name, that business name stuck with Henna because I was also doing fabrics and I was also doing like uh, paintings and alongside Henna. So the, it was a studio-like atmosphere and it worked. But after I changed back to Matrica, it wasn't like that anymore. It was it was solely just like henna. So after I joined uh, like Hennapreneur, I was so grateful because I had done all the praying. Like I was like, I need a mentor. Like I want to do something. Like clearly henna has chosen me. Like it wasn't even out of a like an arrogant, like it was out of confidence. Like I wasn't even being arrogant. I was like, give me some way to turn this into something. Because this, like, I, I know that like it's just a design, but like this is like art. I've always been artsy, like since day one. Maybe not day one, since like, I don't know, five years old. Like since, since first grade. Let's let's just do it that way. But like I've always been artsy. Like I want to do something with art. I want to do something creative i i don't want to sit at a desk nine to five like this i wanted to and it's a great source of income like it's stable it's all the things it's very grounding whatever i want to do something that like like nourishes me like that that helps me grow like help me out here and in 2015 when i was doing all the things like i came across this post and it was chelsea's post and she's like hiring henna artists and i was like that's what I'm talking about. Yes, I'd love to have an artist. So at the time, I didn't really have like any pictures of like my work, my handwork, because uh, I, I had a, I did, I do have a history like using chemical cons <laughs> that must never be spoken of again. We all started somewhere. We all did it. We all did. we all started somewhere, right? So, <laughs> so I didn't have any pictures of my work, but I did have a sketchbook. And so I'm like, I'm selling Chelsea all of those sketchbooks. So I sent her all the pictures that I had and everything. And Chelsea responded back in Messenger. And she, what she said was also very humbling, but it was also very supportive. And <laughs> so I'm thinking like, oh my God, she's going to love my work and she's going to hire me on the spot or whatever. And she's like, your sketches are lovely. <laughs> Mother, how you say it like that? She, that's, what, that's what I read. She said your sketches are lovely. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's how I read it. It was text, guys. It was Facebook Messenger. There was no emojis. There was no anything. It was like your sketches are lovely exclamation point. So how else is a broke college student supposed to read that? <laughs> I was like, to this be girl. Fair, I didn't know emojis in 2015. No, I know, that wasn't I know, a I know. thing. <laughs> it wasn't. 
we had horrible emotions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she she followed back and she's like, hey, listen, like we're having this um, henna hangout, you know, and I'd love for you to come. And it would be so like amazing for if you could come, it would be great. And I was like, oh, okay. But I don't have transportation because like, you know, I didn't have transportation. I was like, okay, that's great. Like, I'd love to come. Like, where do I have to come? And she sent me the address. It was in Irving. I was like, oh, Irving. Okay. Well, Chelsea, I can write the transport, like public transportation up to like halfway point. Can somebody come pick me up? Like, can is there any, I really want to go to this. I just don't have transportation, but I can make it happen. Like I can take a train and two buses if, you, if I have to. I just need somebody to come pick me up. Is it possible for somebody to come pick me up from the train, like the closest train station, I could get to you. I swear I could get to you. And she was like, where are you located? And I'm like, I'm in Garland. She's like, okay, well, I live in, Ir uh, I live in Irving, but there is a, there is a henna artist that's closer to you. And I'm going to ask her to pick you up. And I was like, are you sure? Like I can, I can take the train. She's like, I have a thing with public transportation. Like, don't worry about it. Like I'm going to, and so for a few times, that's when I first met Chelsea. And and since then, like, at that point, like, I voiced all of my concerns to her. I voiced all. It was so, it was so funny because when I first met Chelsea, she had a way of, like, putting my concerns in the most normal way possible. Like, she normalized everything. And, like... It was very, very good to hear from that, but it was also very, very annoying. Because I was telling her, <laughs> I was, oh I was telling her, like, I was, you know, it, it, it was, like, the first or second time I was telling her, like, yeah, like, I'm doing design, I'm pursuing design, I want to be a textile designer, and I want to, like, merge the two together, but my parents just don't get it, like, I don't get it, like, I don't understand why they're harping on me to go back to the medical field, I don't want to do this anymore, like, Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, we've all been there. Like, we've all, like, had this issue with our families. Like, we're all henna artists. Everybody's been, everybody sitting here at the table has been through what you're going. And it was, like, the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> I was like, this chick, like, I'm telling her there's a major issue. Of course, I was only, like, 20, but, like, maybe, but, you know, like, it's like, I'm going through this like major issue. How can you like normalize? Like this is, she was like, I get it. But like everybody's been through that. You'll go through it too. Like it's going to be fine. Like it's a, it's a way of life. And <laughs> I just, I'm tripping out over here. I'm like, this has become a roast Chelsea session. <laughs> but then it's like, but at the same well, time, listen. it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. I don't think it like that at all. Of course, I'm gonna roast you, but then I'm gonna like butter it up too. It's gonna, it's gonna taste so good. <laughs> don't worry. Like your time is coming. <laughs> so then we met again. Uh, she reached out to me again. Uh, it was like my last spring break ever, and I really wanted to do something. Um, and she's like, "Hey, like there's a spring. Like, are you gonna be at the spring? Um, what was it?" spring hangout something spring spring conference or whatever it's in rhode island and i was like no there is a there is a con there are conferences like that like you guys get together wait what there's a whole community i thought like i was one of two <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was 
one of two. Like, what? And I was like, there's more competition. She's like, it's a, it's a positive community. Like, do you, do you want to come? Like, I'm going to be teaching a class there. At, what she teach? I can't remember. She's like, I'm going to be there. You like, I could split the room with you. And I was like, oh, split the room. Uh, yeah, I want to go. So I, I talked with some friends. I worked it out, like got my plane ticket. I went to Rhode Island and Chelsea, like roomed with Chelsea. It was like the best thing ever. Like <laughs> we, we, guys, like this will forever be my trump card. I got to room with Chelsea. Meaning I have, I have 72 hours of more Chelsea than all of you. It's, <laughs> We it's so good. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not like that. That's a little creepy. No, no, no. We have so just, just know that I've seen as much of you as you've seen of me. Okay, we're even. No, no, no. We, no, 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 no. That's not where I was. Chelsea. That's not where I was going. I'm just fucking fun. I'm fucking. <laughs> that's not where I was going with this. Oh my god. To know everything. <laughs> No, no, but like the soul talk that we had, we bonded. It was great. Then I came back, <clears throat> I graduated, started working, went through this whole spiel, uh, 2017 spiel. My life turned upside down. There was this huge foundational crack. And like looking back, like I now just have this realization that like the universe is like, oh no, you don't. Like I, you asked me for this. I gave it to you. I gave you a mentor. You don't just get to like put it to the side. Of course, like, excuse you, ma'am, who are you? Like, you have a mentor, go go back, excuse you. <laughs> like, the universe was so offended, but I feel like that's what happened. Now, and then, like, I spoke with Chelsea and the whole entrepreneur thing. Like, you guys basically know my life now. Where am I? <laughs> like, and then the whole Chelsea thing happened and the entrepreneur thing happened. And after investing in entrepreneur, like, my world is so much healthier. And it's all thanks to Chelsea. Like, like the whole, like, I know I said she was annoying. I know I said, like, all the things. But, like, that's what mentors do. They're supposed to be annoying, you guys. <laughs> they're supposed, they're like, you're thinking, like, you're thinking a scarcity mindset. You don't need to be thinking like that. You, I need you to be I need you to change your mindset so that I can help you grow. And until you don't, like, I'm just going to give you, like, petty answers until you figure it out for yourself. Not that Chelsea's answers were petty or anything, but, like, <laughs> they were grounding. They were humbling. Like, it's it's good. It's good not to be so in yourself that, like, you feel the world owes that to you. And I always thought that I was humble. And I always thought that, like, I had a good head on my shoulders. But those, those, point two times that I didn't Chelsea was there to be like calm down take a seat take a sip of water like you <laughs> patience honey <laughs> patience I'm here with this patience so entrepreneur has been that like humbling factor for me but it's also been like this whole uplifting community like I feel like I belong like for for the longest time I felt like I didn't belong and entrepreneur is a place where I can belong like I feel like I can let my hair down and there have been days like Chelsea posts every Tuesday gratitude posts, and I'm like, listen, man, I can't do it today. I just not feeling it. And the the support I got from it, I thought that people were gonna like harp on me. I thought people were gonna be like, 
there's always something to be grateful for. There's always, like, I'm sure, like waking up is something that you can feel grateful for. Like right now, I thought that that was the response that people were gonna give me. But no, people were there like, no, that's cool. Like everybody has a day like that. You don't have to be grateful every single day. Like, and I was like, oh. <laughs> people get me. <sighs> So henna preneur has been such a factor and not just like my business life, but also my personal life. You're just like, you're giving me all the feels. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm just giving yeah. it back. <laughs> whatever oh. you've given me, I'm giving back, whether that was annoying or like, you know, whatever. Oh my gosh, no, you've given me all the feels. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, obviously like I see, I see your journey from, from a third party perspective. So to hear it from you and to hear like, no, this is what it felt like when you said this, or this <laughs> is what it felt like when, when I had to do that or like, and I know I'm assigning you guys homework and whatnot. And you're like, you know, but to hear like, this is how it feels to do those things. It, it makes me so, it makes me so happy to see the end result. Yeah. It, yeah. It makes me like, I'm so, so incredibly proud of you. And I'm so, I like, proud is not the word. Like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm like so incredibly proud of you and your your growth um, over the years, over the years, because we have, we've known each other for a long time now. So to see that change in you and to see that shift in you and and from when, from when we were introduced um, to now, like even yeah. just over the past six months, it's like Mom Tarana is a totally different person. <laughs> And but like in the best of ways, and those those best traits about you, you kept them, and they've just been amplified. And in those places where like you needed, I'll say like some improvement. Um, and I feel like that's that's that maybe that's not the best word to use. Like um, those places we all have like those blind spots that we could do better mm -hmm. about. I feel mm -hmm. like you're you you're now treating them um, a lot more healthy, like in a much more healthy way, and a much more well-rounded way, and holistic way. And I love it. Because like, I literally, I, 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 I look and I'm like, I remember that time when I could see your cup on E yeah. and now you are so vibrant. And like, I literally, it's like, it's tangible. The, the <laughs> overflow is tangible. And I, and I just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Like it's so good. And it valid, this whole interview validated my entire life. It's. I feel so heard right now, even though nobody's seen this yet. Like, I feel so heard, like so validated just talking about it and just seeing how much of, of like how much of a part henna has played in my life. Like, it's always been there. It's always like, you know, it's just right there. It's heard. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But like. That like I'm looking at a graduation cap, my 2016 class of 2016. There's henna on there, like of course, right? Like I took my, I painted the hat, I drew like the henna and added the rhinestones and everything. It's just there. I'm just like, it's always been there. It's like that's something that even if like I pass away, that's something that somebody will remember me by. Like that girl was obsessed with henna. Like it doesn't matter. Like she's she's dead now, but like. <laughs> henna was there like it's still there like if you and I, I get really harped about this too like I get triggered when people like say like it's just henna like I don't need that much or like I don't like they underestimate like the quality and the 
the essence of henna. Mm-hmm. Like I get really triggered by that and I have to come sometimes keep myself in check. Like it's okay for them not to like henna. It's 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 okay. Like take a step back. Like just because you really like it's kind of like somebody like putting your profession down or somebody like um putting your sister down. You know, like when somebody like says something and you immediately get triggered and, but like in the back of your head, you know, but like not everybody's going to like everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I'm just like, hold on, <laughs> hold on there. So anytime anybody says if they don't like henna, I'm, I'm always like triggered. I'm like, oh, you, you can't be trusted. <laughs> sad, sad, sad existence for you. Oh my gosh. So, so Monta, like. You've taken us on like this incredible journey. There are parts of it, like I, like I said, I didn't know all of those things. So that's that's I'm like I'm I'm loving I'm loving hearing this from from you. Yeah. Um, but so you go on this incredible journey. Like for you, what's the biggest lesson been over these years, over the over your lifetime? You know, as it relates to henna and 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 who you are as a person. It could be personal, professional, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So there have been several lessons lessons and. One is, you know, one of the biggest things, like, I don't know how to, okay, so it's basically been don't prove your haters, uh, don't prove your haters wrong, prove your lovers right. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah. Tell me more. So, yeah, that, there's that one, and then there's uh, patience, just, just patience. Um, and silence, like be silent and be patient with your drink. Um, don't, don't complain. Don't, you know, it's even if you can complain, there's nothing wrong with complaining, but like, don't wallow in complaint. Don't wallow in your guilt. Don't wallow in your sadness. And I've done all of that. I've, <laughs> as you, as you guys may know, there was a phase in my life where I thought I had a really good head on my shoulders, but in reality, I was like the most pessimistic person out there. And now I, I, I feel the same. Like, I feel like I have a really good head on my shoulders still, and I understand things, but I also have tendencies to go back, right? Um, <clears throat> so there's that one. Don't prove your haters wrong. Prove your lovers right instead. Then there's patience. Then there is... Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest one. Uh, very, very recently... I was I was out talking to some people and they they were a South Asian group of people and they we were talking about profession professionalism and what that is in businesses and I told they asked me what I did and told them I did henna and they're like oh well I I thought that only Muslims did that and I was like no like it's a very like you know don't be ignorant <laughs> But they don't have all the great stuff, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> henna, like, you know, it's, it originated in Africa and Egypt, like all of these places, Asia. It's, it's a part of culture now. And they're like, oh, like, don't Muslims make henna? And I was like, first of all, check yourself. Because just because I draw tridents on my wrist doesn't mean I can't use one. Uh, so check yourself first. Second of all, like, Chelsea, like, we have a relationship that's, like, so unspoken of. Like, it's like a sisterhood, right? 
So like yeah. when they said don't Muslims make henna, like I was immediately triggered because like I immediately thought they were pointing fingers at you. And I was like, oh, hell, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. Like, don't even think about going that way. So that's where the whole don't prove your haters wrong, prove your lovers right instead comes in. And I was very upset for that day. Like, I was like, how dare they? How dare they even think? Like, how dare they even think that way? Like, what if, what if Chelsea, which it's not that you're not, like, what if you were a millionaire? Like, would they say the same things then? Like, what if you were, you know, a millionaire, billionaire making, I don't know, 10 figures, right? Like, making 10 figures, having the porch, having the mansion, all the things, and you were a business owner to a media company, like, right? Like, what if you were like a traditional entrepreneur and you made the money and you like, you know, you weren't a hen artist. Would they say the same things about you? No. Like, so the fact that that whole thing triggered me and I was like, oh no, Magica has to be a success now because if Magica is a success, then Hennapreneur is a success and Hennapreneur, if that's a success, then of course all these people are going to shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so much greater now like now it's not even just about me like before it was about me and henna right now it's not even that now it's not even just about me and matrica it's about hennapreneur now it's about like chelsea like your name now your name is attached no matter how like how you want to deny it your name is still attached to matrica so that's all you, you know mean. like that's all you. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> There is no way anybody's going to sit here and tell me, like, do that kind of stuff here. But, but yeah. So, Hennapreneur has been the, the one thing. <laughs> the oh one thing. And then Chelsea Stevenson, of course. But, like, You're so, <laughs> You're so funny. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to let you can't give me credit for the things because you put the work in. You put the work in. I get, like, mm, I look and I'm like, my, my, my job more than anything is to to help you find the clarity that already exists in you that's it and then maybe a little sprinkle of like here's here's some here's some stuff that you can that can help you some tools and resources that can help you but ultimately the work has to be done by you the work has to be done the the dedication has to be there and and that's you've got it all babe yeah oh, that's so sweet yeah. but see i can work i can work nine to five i can work 12 hours but i need direction you're the one who gave me direction you're the one who gave me the guidance so come on now like take take the credit chelsea <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate <laughs> thank it you. No, i appreciate it i'll say okay thank you mom there but is your baby so so hold your baby and be proud oh my gosh all right well let me ask you if um if you had to leave a note if you had to like put a message in a bottle toss it out there to that henna artist who's two steps behind you in her journey mm -hmm. or his journey, their journey, what would that message be? It would, it would be make sure your cup is overflowing, first of all. And number two, make sure you know who it is that you want to serve. It could be what too. Like, what do you want to serve? Do you want to serve? Like, those are the two main things. Do you want to serve? people do you want to serve things do you want to serve animals do you want to i don't know how it would look good right i don't know how henna would look on uh, on fur but like i don't know but you do you right like i've seen some of the weirdest things turn into like trends so you do you hashtag henna freckles like 
Oh, I no. threw my hands up in the air and was like, I can die today. I've seen everything when I saw that. I was like, of course. <laughs> of course. And they call it natural, too. But they oh. have a chemical cone in their hand. But I'm just... How? Because we got to do all the educating. That's why. <laughs> how? <laughs> but, you know, make sure your cup is full. Make sure... You can give before, like, make sure you get before you can give. Mm-hmm. And make sure you know exactly what it is or who it is that you want to serve. It just makes everything so much easier. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I, love, I love both parts of that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. So tell tell the people, where can they where can they keep up with Mamta and with Matrika? And, like, where can they find you online? Right. So Matrika, Matrika Hanna, Facebook.com slash Matrika Hanna. You could add me as a friend, Mom Tirana. I live in Garland. You know, we could be friends on Facebook as well. Um, on Instagram, it's Matrika Hanna dot official. And then uh, you can email me, Mamta at Matrika Hanna dot com. If you want to chit chat, you can call me. Actually, I'm not going to give you my number. It's on the website. You can look at the website, www.matrikahenna.com. Hey! <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. So one final question for you, Monty. You know, Hennapreneur was was built with the intention of empowering, educating, serving the Henna community. And I wanted to do that um, with the understanding that we want to build community over competition and see other other artists right succeed as well in their journey so for you what is it if there's one thing that you could ask of the community of the hennapreneur community of me of the henna community as a whole how could we help to support you and your goals and in your vision and doing the things that you're doing with magica so i'd love for there to for people to kind of open up a little bit more um it's 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 a safe community and I, I feel like everybody there, like in my experience, and I have had an experience, like I've thought that, you know, I I've thought that like people would take me wrong. And I, I was taken like it's that gratitude that's gratitude episode that I had where I didn't feel gratitude at all and I was I felt like I could be raw enough. And humble enough to kind of be like, guys, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. The response that I got from the community, that was just so like nourishing in itself. Like, and I want that nourishment to continue, and I want that nourishment to stay within the entrepreneur community. So, I, if anything, I know that everybody has, um, has like feelings inside. They all, everybody has baggage, and so I really want people to kind of open up and be okay with the fact that they're not 100 right now, or they may not be feeling it today. And I want them to open up just a little bit. Um, If we talk in more like logical, tactical, practical terms, um, I don't know. I I like seeing Chelsea. Uh, (laughs) So maybe, maybe like a, maybe can we do like an awesome October again? Like that was fun. That was a lot. (laughs) You've asked too much. You know what? I, I've, I've actually, I've been, I've been thinking of like, am I going to do an awesome October this October? I don't know. I can't make any promises. Oh, but it might, it be might happen. 
It might. It might happen. <laughs> that would be like, you know, or we could do like an anniversary type thing because I started, I don't know. I feel like a lot that was, wasn't that when you launched Tenopreneur or was it a few months before that? I launched it before that, but I feel like Awesome October was a huge opportunity for us to kind of just come together and really get to know one another for the first time. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was the first experience where like the whole community just came together and was like, yeah, we're learning these things together. We're doing these things together. Like we're going to succeed. And and I think that it really set the tone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not like every single day, maybe not like 31 days. Cause I know that was a lot for you and it was a lot for me too, but like, maybe we could do, I don't know, like every Wednesday or maybe like, I don't know, Tuesday and Thursday, you know, like something, something. <laughs> you might have to start a whole change.com petition because <laughs> we'll see. Real thing. <laughs> so she's like, you have the nerve to ask me for time. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I really loved it. I really loved Awesome October. I really loved Awesome October. So I I don't know. I've been teetering with it. It's been on it's been on my like, hmm, maybe this is gonna be a thing. Yeah. Maybe it becomes a thing that we just do every October. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's no something problem. different. I don't know. Maybe we can do a competition. I don't know. I like that too. Yeah, but I'm not competitive. <laughs> <laughs> also that. I mean, it's the community experience. I like the community yeah. experience more than anything. Anyway. I'm still saying, I'm still saying, the, like, the, when those meetups. Oh. Those meetups. <laughs> Maybe we can do a meetup. Oh, I would love to. Uh, I know I would love to. I would. I miss those days. I miss yeah. that. I miss that a lot. Yeah. All right, lady. Well, I okay. so, so appreciate you spending the time with me today and sharing all the things about your journey. <laughs> and I've loved, like, I love getting to know you better. Like, I, I there really is when you say that, that there's that relationship that, that's been forged, it goes unspoken, like, you have no idea. And I, yeah, I value you so much and I appreciate you so much. And I, I want to thank you for sharing, sharing that also with the larger community as well. Yay, I'm so glad. Everybody watching, you guys follow Chelsea everywhere. Like <laughs> everywhere. No, 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 not like that. Like I mean, like Facebook, Instagram. I think she has a YouTube. I think Hannahpreneur also has a YouTube. I've stalked you. Oh LinkedIn, LinkedIn, everywhere. Follow her, <laughs> subscribe. And this woman is amazing. Oh, so are you, girl? Please, <laughs> I'm excited to see what's what's next with with Matra Kahana. Like, Thanks. it's it's yeah, it's it's you you have really outdone yourself when you put the work in, and I'm like, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what's next. I know we too. <laughs> All right, lady. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so so much for coming and sharing with me today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Bye. Okay. Bye.